I just want you to stay right there. Just listen to me. If, if it helps you to stay right there in that same place, just keep your eyes closed, that's fine. But I just want you to keep right there that heart of just being still in the Lord. If you would, put up on the screen 2 Chronicles 5, 13 and 14 in the King James. pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. They came into unity, the people worshiping and praising, they came into unity to worship the Lord. They became like one. And one sound to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord saying, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Say that with me. For He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Once again. For He is good, and His mercy endures forever. I want you to think about what that means to you. No matter what you see, no matter what you face, it's a statement that He's good, and no matter what I run into, His mercy will endure in my life forever. It will bring answers. So now with that in mind, making it personal to you, once again, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. One more time. For He is good and His mercy endures forever. And now one time I want you to shout it. I want it to come from the passion of your heart in worship and faith towards Him. For He is good and His mercy endures forever. <laughs> then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. For he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Lord, today, in one voice, we worship you. For you are good, and your mercy indeed endures forever. 
It's not something, Lord, that we're just trying to put on. We truly believe that about You. And we worship You as we say that. And Lord, we expect it just as much for Your glory to fill the house, for the weightiness of God to fill the place and change lives tonight to make a difference, to bring about answers. Everyone right now, pay attention. Close your eyes if you have to. Don't pay attention to anything else. The Word says that we are not to mix the holy and the profane. And when you're in a moment and you're in a service that God is bringing about holy, profane is common things. You don't bring something high and lift it up and make it common by messing around. Lord, right now, we honor you with our heart for you are good and your mercy endures forever. You are good and your mercy endures forever. For he is good and his mercy endures forever. For he is good and his mercy endures forever. Lord, right now, right now, we just ask that those solutions of your goodness, the mercy that comes from your heart right now would start to manifest in lives. That provision would be, healing would be, restoration would be, deliverance would be, protection would be, salvation in all of its fullness would be in lives right now. For you are good and your mercy endures forever. You're good and your mercy endures forever. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah, we just praise you. You are holy, Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is our God. Holy, holy, holy is our King. Holy, holy, holy is the Spirit of the Lord. Lord, right now, break those bondages. Break them, Lord. Bring solutions. Bring answers. Bring work. Bring jobs bring promotion bring provision bring health bring your glory Lord Jesus Jesus bring your glory bring your weightiness show us your glory Yeah, bring answers, Lord. Bring peace that passes understanding. Thank you, Father. 
Peace be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, glory. Lord, solve things right now. Glory to me. Yeah, Lord, solve things right now. Things maybe we know, maybe we don't know, but solve them right now in the name of Jesus. By your name and by the power of the blood shed and applied in the heavenly holy of holies, Lord, bring solutions now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yeah, bring it now in Jesus' name. Yeah, let your anointing feel from the top to the bottom, from side to side, all over. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Your goodness and mercy. Feel in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, just we thank you just for solutions and peace in every way. Thank you, Father, for peace that passes understanding. Lord, no concerns. Let every concern be wiped completely out by your love, by manifestation of your love in every way. Lord, I just thank you for my brother. I just thank you. Lord, I give glory over him. I've done it many times. I thank you for him. I thank you for the love that you've shown me for him. Oh, Father, I praise you. Lord, I just thank you for peace. Peace in the name of Jesus be. Father, we just thank you. Lord, even solving things that we don't know are in front of us. Maybe there even be some things that never have to be simply by one prayer, one night. Lord, thank you for bringing peace, even to situations we don't know about. Glory to God. Thank you for your love made manifest. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, peace. Paul. I'll be right back. Yeah, full and overflow. 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 In new endeavors. Full and overflow. Full and overflow. Full and overflow, full and overflow, full and overflow. Yeah, peace, the glory of God, the glory of God, peace. Yeah, peace that passes understanding. It's the kind of peace, it's the kind of peace.
that does not make sense. But yet it comes straight from the throne room of God and lands on us and all of a sudden the peace falls. Peace in Jesus' name. Peace be now in the name of Jesus. Bond locating. Bond locating. Peace. 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 Peace be. Say Mokadarama. Yeah, peace be. Peace in Jesus' name. Peace. Peace. You want prayer? Amen. Peace be tonight. Peace in Jesus' name. Yeah, God, your will be done in her. Peace be in the name of Jesus. Peace be. Your stomach's been hurt? Well, let, here, put your hand on your stomach right now. You tell your stomach, say, stomach, peace be in Jesus' name. All right, now what's about to happen? Yeah, it's going to stop right now. So tell me when it stops. It stopped? God's good, isn't he? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Father, for peace. Peace be in the name of Jesus. Yeah, mind be settled and peace be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Grace and peace be multiplied in Jesus' name. Yeah, amen. Full and overflow. Full and overflow. Full and overflow. Uh, thank you, Lord. Do you remember that day I said this one's going to be different? It's not necessarily going to be different. But when I lay hands on you, there's going to be a peace. There's going to be stuff that breaks off. And I mean, it's going to flow. And it's going to, it'll begin now. You'll start to see a different thing. You're going to walk different from this night forward in a grace. You're going to walk in grace. You're going to walk in a grace from the peace of God, from the peace of God. You'll handle things here and handle things there. And it's almost like you'll just, you'll just move in that direction and it'll just start to work out. And it'll start to work out. And it'll start to work out. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Peace be now. Peace be now in Jesus' name. Salom, Bainson, Konamon, Bongonimete, Arabasal. Yeah, glory to God. What a grace that's on this service tonight. What a grace that's on this service. What a grace. It's funny how sometimes we have ladies that all come up. And tonight it's like all men. <laughs> that's good. It's good. Glory to be to God. Glory be to God on a service and a church where the men get ministered to. Where the men minister to the Lord. Not just the ladies. Because that's been an epidemic. There's been no men to step up. No men to step up into the things of God. And because of that, the church has not been what it needed to be. They're ordained. They're ordained to take ministry to a new level. Grace and peace. Right now I just, 
If you're a if you're a guy and the Lord's drawing you right now to have prayer for you, I just invite you to come up right now. Come up right now and just receive what's special on this service. To live like the man of God that God's called you to live like. To stop making excuses for it and be who He's called you to be. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, Lord, thank you for a heart that is knit together and created in your workmanship and your craftsmanship. Lord, a heart that doesn't have to be reworked when he's old because it's right when he's young. Father, we praise you for it and we thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus, grace and peace be in Jesus' name. Grace and peace be. Grace and peace be. Yeah, glory, glory. The Lord says it's working. It's working. It's working. It's working. Amen. It's working. It's working. You say it. It's working. Amen. It's working. Say it one more time with me. It's working. Amen. Grace is working. Grace and peace be in Jesus' name. Grace and peace be. You are the healed of the Lord. Grace and peace be. Restoration is at work. Restoration is at hand. Grace and peace be in the name of Jesus. Pakleni, Bainikondo, Bonsakla. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you. There's some strength that's been missing in the church from men. Amen. You look sharp tonight, brother. I like it. You look. You look like you're rising up to the man that God called before you were born. You're rising up to a level to move in things and you're going to help other people move to those places. You're going to move and you're going to help other men. You're going to help other people come up to the places and they won't experience things that you've experienced, things that I've experienced because you were there to be an example because you put down your own flesh and all of a sudden you moved into those places and you started seeing those solutions. You're rising up to new levels. We're not there yet. We're not full. We're not arrived completely, but you've arrived at new places and you've only just begun. More and more, you're rising up. You're rising up. You're rising up. Grace and peace be in Jesus' name. You're rising up. You will be a strength to men. You will be a strength to the hearts of men. You will encourage them. You will help grow them and bring them to new places. When they're feeling weak, you will give them a voice of a good coach that says, I believe in you. You can do this. If anybody can do it, if I can do it, anybody can. In Jesus' name. There's stuff, yeah, there's stuff that's missing in the church that's been missing where men have not stepped up. They've left church to women 
And the women, look, the women have stepped into place, but then the men get mad because the women are running the church. Well, by God, step up and be a man. Step up and be a man. Be a man at your home. Be a man in the body. And show the world the way this thing's supposed to work. Pull on the grace and the peace of God and let Him be who God the Father who loves you so much as a son has called you to be. It's time. It's time. Today, today Nana and I were talking. She said, what, what's going on right now in the church? Talking about the church around the world. I said, Nana, what's happening right now in the church is this. There's a separation between the hot, the cold, and the lukewarm. And the lukewarm are finding more of their place with the cold. But God is drawing the hot. It's time for us to stop playing games in the church because the world is coming to the place of deep, deep darkness. And now more than ever, we need people that are on fire with the fire of God. Men, men, especially, this, this, we need this. It's time for us to stand up and be who God's ordained us to be. Stop letting it fall. Listen, in Ephesians it says this, we've been talking about it. In Ephesians it says that we, our job, it gives us, it paints a picture, and I'll paraphrase, but it says that we need to come to the place where we create an administration that's suitable to the fullness of God's glory. Now that's, you have to see teaching on that to know everything that I just said, but that's what it's talking about in Ephesians chapter 1. Men, we need to be at the place and leading the charge. And we need to create inside of us an administration suitable to the glory and the power of God. One that doesn't play games anymore. That doesn't make excuses. That's not offended at everything. But can stand in the strength and the love and the power of God. And be the men that He's created us to be. In the name of Jesus, grace and peace be. In Jesus' name, grace and peace be in the name of Jesus. Grace and peace be in Jesus' name. Grace and peace be. What other men are up here for prayer? Just raise your hand. And if you need to get up here, get up here. Even if you, you might want to just say, I want some of what he's talking about because it is a different night. I've never called for this. Definitely not recently. Grace and peace be. Grace and peace be in the name of Jesus. Grace and peace be. Grace to be the man that you are called to be in the name of Jesus. Who else? Are y'all ushering or getting prayer? Grace and peace be. 
Grace and peace be in Jesus' name. Grace and peace. Grace and peace be in Jesus' name. Grace. Grace and peace be. Keep filling, Lord, and keep overflowing. Grace and peace be. Yeah. Come here, William. You're coming into a new age and a new category. Grace and peace be in Jesus' name. Grace and peace be in the name of Jesus. Lord, let him never shrink back from the man that you have called him to be. Let him never shrink back or make excuses for it. But may your grace and knowledge and wisdom be on him in Jesus' name. Here, Will. Will. Grace and peace be in Jesus' name. Lord, you've been moving him and positioning him to move up to a place for promotion, getting him ready for obedience that will take him to promotion. We're not there yet, but the more you be obedient, the more grace and peace will take you to that place in the name of Jesus. Stand there, Nathan. The world has tried to teach you what a man is. But let God say to me, let God. Because what the world's taught is not right. It falls far short of the fullness of what you can be. It falls way, way short. He loves you. And love is not a weakness. It is the strength to change the world by one heart given to God. You've been hitting new levels of humility. And new and then and, and it's just begun. You're gonna walk into more and more. But but that humility has brought about a grace and promotion. It's brought about a grace and promotion. And it's just the beginning. Grace and peace and promotion be in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. What I need, Yeah, Lord, touch his heart in new ways. Grace and peace be in Jesus' name. I'm just going to call you out now. If you're a man, just get on up here. Because I'm going to call your name. Unless I've already prayed for you. Grace and 
peace be in the name of Jesus. Grace and peace be in the name of Jesus. Grace. Fresh breath of the Holy Ghost be in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Howard. Lee, Phil, Chad, Mr. Caldo, come on up. Grace. The kingdom of God needs you. The kingdom of God, the Lord. Every man come up here real quick across the front. I want to talk to you. Every man come up here. Every man. If there's anybody out in the foyer, go ask them. Amen. Say them on. That's a man of God right there. That's a man of God right there. Amen. Amen. That's a man of God right there. Yes, he is. Listen, men. Man, I'm speaking to everybody. Put that camera camera right on me right now. The camera, the main one. Every man, stand up here so I can see every face. Make way. You're not catching right now. I want to speak to you. Listen, men. You remember the story? Oh, man. Oh, Lord. You remember the story where Jesus said, he said, go ask for the donkey. Go ask for the donkey. <laughs> I wasn't thinking this a second ago, but sometimes we've been donkeys in the kingdom of God. Would anybody disagree? Sometimes when the Lord's needed us, we've been the donkey. And we hadn't paid attention to his call. We've made excuses for it. But Jesus sent him. He said, what should I say? And he said, you tell him, the Lord has need of you. I'm telling you men right now, the Lord has need of you. The Lord has need of you and it's personal tonight. It's personal. He's calling you directly, one-on-one. It may be here in Boomerang. If you feel like that, then you need to make that commitment tonight and make it, make it solid. You might not go to church here. I get that. But I'm telling you personally, eye to eye, man to man, heart to heart, from the heaven's throne to you right now today, the Lord has need of you. The Lord has need of you, men. Now is the time where the Lord has need of you. Now in the name of Jesus, grace and peace be. After I prayed for you, you can follow Him. Grace and peace be. 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 He has need of you. He's got need of you. He has need of you. He has need of you. He needs your heart. 
He needs your obedience and your commitment. He has need of you. The Lord 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 has need of you. He has need of you. And it goes beyond earthly things. He has need of you. The Lord has need of you. The Lord has need of you. Even beyond what you've been. He has need of you. You know it. Don't resist it and don't deny it. He has need of you. 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 He has need of you. He's got plans for you. The Lord has need of you. Grace and peace be. I love you. He has need of you. Thank you, Father, for your anointing and freedom. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. The Lord has need of you. Glory to God. I prayed for everybody else. Here, here you go. Grace and peace be in Jesus' name. The Lord has need of you. He's had it for a long time. And you're not alone. You don't have to be. The Lord has need of you. I won't leave you alone. I think one thing that you talk about something special. I would highly advise 
I would highly advise. Oh, man. I would highly advise that you take what he said to you tonight seriously. And understand, you know, Paul said this, and maybe it was Peter, but I think it was Peter. He said, look, you took the words that were coming through me rightly, and you took them as God speaking to you. Yeah, I generally, maybe I would have probably wanted to say the things that were said tonight a long time ago, but because it's not me speaking, it's not my job for me to speak what I think. It's the Lord to speak. I'm telling you tonight, I believe with all my heart, the Lord was speaking to you men tonight. And I would highly advise that you take that seriously. And that you say, yes, Lord, here am I, send me. That you take that and you make a commitment, you make a covenant with him. And you say, yes, Lord, I'll go after you. Now, look, he knows, you know, we can be stupid sometimes. I'm not the only one. We can be dumb. He's just asking you to keep on going after him. If you mess up, repent, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep going. It's not saying that you're not going to miss it or mess up or do something stupid. It's just saying, go after me. You're probably going to mess up. I don't want to prophesy that, but the odds are we still got a flesh. Y'all got a flesh like me. Odds are you're going to mess up in going after him. It's okay. He knew that before he spoke to you tonight. He already saw your mess up and raised you grace, raised you righteousness, raised you forgiveness. He's already called you bluff. So let's not let the bluff be an excuse. Let's go after him. I just, I ask all of the men and and the ladies as well, but just pray this with me right now. Father, right now, Jesus, you are my Lord. You're the director of my life. You are the one that I take orders from. If anybody I can trust to have it right, it's you. I believe. You already saw my mess. Carried my sin. Died for me. And I believe that God brought you back to life. Now pause your prayer for just a second. And listen, the Lord was talking to me about this moment right here. It says in Romans that Jesus got up from the grave when mankind was declared righteous. In other words, Jesus couldn't come up until God the Father said, All of mankind's transgressions have been forgiven. It's in Romans Romans chapter 4. It says he couldn't get up until every sin was wiped away. In other words, had your sin 
and your mess-ups not been forgiven, he'd still be in that grave. So when we believe that God raised him from the dead, we're saying, I believe that you wiped me clean as white as the driven snow by the blood of the Lamb. Otherwise, Jesus couldn't have come back. So now, let's finish it. Father, I believe that you brought Jesus back to life. And when you raised Him up, you raised me up with Him. And now according to your Word, I am seated in heavenly places with Christ, who's my helper, my redeemer, my ever-present help in time of need. Jesus, help me now by filling me and overflowing me with the Holy Spirit, my helper, my comforter, my teacher. I need him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, just everybody bow your head. And this is what I want you to do. If you prayed that prayer tonight, you know, I know most of us have prayed that prayer, but sometimes it's just a night and it, it means something different. We've, we've, we've done gone and got serious in our heart. If you needed to pray that tonight, this is what I want you to do. I want you to come up here to the altar. It probably is going to be a lot of us. Because there's something different on tonight. If you needed to pray that prayer tonight, you needed, there was something you needed to commit to the Lord. I want you to come right now to the altar and just stand here as a testimony to your commitment. Come now. Come now. As a testimony, Lord, I'm serious about what I'm committing tonight. I'm serious about being the man that you've called me to be. I'm serious about that. Ladies, that's for you too. I'm serious about that. Every single one, glory to God. When you made that prayer tonight, man, you needed it. You were serious about it. Something changed on the inside of you. I needed to pray that tonight. And Lord, I'm taking, look, my word is my bond tonight. And as I prayed that, I'm not going to let go of it. You know, look, look this, is, this is pretty much everybody. If you need to come on right now, you're going, I need to get up there. I need to seal this deal. Come now. Come now and just be here. And make your, just your walk forward as... You know what? I needed to do that tonight. Lord, I just ask right now for strength and that grace and peace be in those lives. For anybody else that needs to say, yes, I was serious about that tonight. Ushers, you don't have to ush right now. <laughs> if you need to be up here, get up here. They stood at I want you to do this. I want everybody just kind of get so close you're putting your toes on the altar there. Amen. As a sign 
Lord, I meant that tonight. I meant it. Thank you, Father. Right now, just the last, last call. If you need to get up here, look, you might not have been serious yet, but you know right now the Holy Spirit is drawing your heart. Right now, you know the Holy Spirit is drawing your heart. I need to be up there. I need to make it serious. Maybe I just gave it lip service, but I need to attach my heart to it. I invite you ever so gently. The Holy Spirit's not going to push you up out of your seat. But if you need to commit that, just come on now, right now. Right now's the time. It's your time. It's your night. It's your night. Everything can change. All the help, all the part of your plan that has not been working, the plan can turn around and it can start to work right now. Ladies, that can be you too. Men, women, everybody in here. Yeah, Lord, I need to attach my heart to it. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's not saying that you're just a piece of junk to come up here. It's saying, Lord, I can't do this by myself. I need you. I need your help. I need you, Lord. That's all of us. I need his help. I need his help. I just invite you right now. No matter who you are, we need His help. We can't do it without Him. It's pride that says we can do it without Him. Complete pride. Same thing that sacked Satan. The same thing that sacks us. We need Him. I came down here because I want to put my toes on the altar too before we pray again. Let me squeeze. Lord, I commit tonight. I commit. Right now, Father, just anybody else, if you need to come, come on. We'll give you a five, four, three, two, one. Ready? Five. You know it's your night. Five, four, three, two, one. I want everybody in here just to pray this. Lord, Lord I make a covenant with you tonight. I commit to you tonight. My life is yours. My life is yours. And I need you. I need your help, and I'm trusting you that when I need you, you'll be there. And you're trusting that when you need me, I'll be there. We have a covenant, a partnership, an agreement that you did not have to give me. You could have done it good all by yourself. But you let me be included. And by your grace and by your love, and by your love, and 
I'm empowered tonight. I'm empowered tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. What a night. What a night. Yeah, we thank you. Father, I just ask right now that every person that prayed that prayer, that they would be strengthened with all your might. They would be strengthened now with all your might, Father. They would be strengthened now with all your might. They would be strengthened now with all your might. They would be strengthened now with all your might. Lord, let your joy flow in them. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, we receive it. Say, I receive, I receive. Joy, joy now, now. in Jesus' name. You can just, you're welcome to be dismissed from the altar, but you can also stand here as long as you need to. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, Father.
to do that kind of thing. Man, it blesses me so much to see men be men. We all need to be children of God and going after Him. Look, this world needs it more than ever. We need it more than we even know. We need it more than we even know. But we all need to go after Him. And to see men, you know, men in the church, they've really taken a back seat because honestly, at some point we believed the lie that it was a wimpy thing to be, to give ourselves in church, to give ourselves to God. We somehow believe that it is a wimpy thing. Let me tell you, living the life, it takes a man to live it right like Christ did. It takes, it, it takes a real man, a real woman to live like Christ. Like you can't be wimpy. It takes guts when you feel like giving up. It takes strength to not slap back. <laughs> it takes a strength that comes from God himself. Oh, it does my heart good to see what happened here tonight. And I'm telling you, that's the glory of God. Because I can't put that in your heart. If I could have put that in men's heart, like it happened tonight, I'd have done it a long time ago. Because it would have been very helpful <laughs> in building a church. It would have been very helpful. But when it's right, it's right. And God does something beautiful, powerful, strong. 
Lord, we just praise you for your glory and your holiness and your power tonight. One of the best messages can ever be preached. And I didn't really preach. I don't want anybody thinking maybe you should do that more, Pastor. Don't think that. That's the devil. I re- get behind us, Satan. Amen. Get behind us. Father, we just thank you for your, your beauty and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. I'm just going to give you the offering and then we're going to give out some prizes and go home. Amen. And we've had a beautiful night. A beautiful night. Turn quickly to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 8 in the Amplified. The Amplified just helps you see what's really in there. It's going to help bring out what's actually being said. And I'm just pretty much going to read it to you. I might explain one or two things. But it's concerning giving. It's concerning offerings and You have the Holy Ghost here talking. All scripture is given by inspiration. And so I want you to see something. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1 says, We want to tell you further, brethren, about the grace, the favor, and the spiritual blessing of God, which has been evident in the churches of Macedonia, arousing in them the desire to give alms. In other words, what he's saying is, what I'm about to tell you is how this church over here in Macedonia, grace and the power of God and the blessing fell on it. So how did that happen? Verse 2, For in the midst of an ordeal of severe tribulation, so they were in a problem, that church, they were in a problem, severe tribulation, their abundance of joy and their depth of poverty together have overflowed in wealth of lavish generosity on their part. Now, what's it saying? All right, so they had some kind of problem going on. We know that at least one of the problems that they had going on was they were in severe poverty. But... Because they had the love of Christ in them, even in the midst of severe poverty, they had a joy that overflowed in their heart. Now, a lot of people, you know, I told you a couple of nights ago, I was doing a, a search on joy. And man, throughout the New Testament, it's like scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture about how we as believers should be walking in Joy, right? But I'm going to tell you, I'm sitting there reading all these scriptures and I got to thinking, I was like, man, this is obvious. This is so evident that joy is supposed to be a constant fruit on the lives of a Christian. Uh, Today, I think Nicole... Uh, you know, reposted something something somebody said, but it basically said, you know, 
we should have more joy that, you know, for those of us who aren't going to hell, our lives should show the joy of it, right? We should walk in more of it, something along those. In other words, we ought to be able to think, good gracious, Lord, I'm not going to be in eternity in hell. Praise God, you know, there should be some joy that accompanies that. Well, it's not just that. Joy is supposed to be a fruit of being born again. But most people, when now when I started looking at it like that just the other day and really seeing how many times it talked about joy, when I started seeing that, I started thinking about people I know in the church. And I wasn't seeing the joy like the Bible was declaring should be there. And I realized, man, we need some preaching on joy. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we need to hear some preaching on the joy of the Lord. Because it's obvious the church in America ain't getting it. But we're supposed to. Look what joy did to this church in Macedonia. Because they were in poverty. This is the Spirit of God saying they were in deep poverty. But their joy, even in their poverty together, has overflowed in wealth of lavish generosity on their part. What it's saying is, what? All right, look at the next verse, verse 3. For as I can bear witness, they gave according to their ability, yes. In other words, what does that mean? That means that they didn't have much, so they gave, you know, not much, but according to what their ability was. But then it says, and beyond their ability. In other words, and they did it voluntarily. And this is the heart that the church had there in Macedonia. In other words, you know, a lot of times, okay, let's say that, you know, you, you're making, you know, $100 a week. Let's just throw that out. That'd be poverty, right? And let's say that your bills come up to, you know, $95 a week. So how much do you have left over? $5, right? Well, how much would you give out of that? Maybe a dollar? That'd be what, honestly, what average people might give a dollar out of that. But he says they didn't just give their ability. They gave beyond their ability. Lord, this is, this is what they were doing. Lord, take it all. Take it all. Take it all. Look at verse 4. Begging us most insist, insistently. For the favor and the fellowship, the joining together, of contributing in this ministration for the relief and the support of saints, the saints in Jerusalem. In other words, they, they begged us to become a part of the relief in the giving to ministry for the saints. They begged all right, now look, would most people do that if they were in poverty? No. Most people wouldn't do that if they weren't in poverty. 
That's the heart. They begged. They, 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 were, in, they were in deep poverty. And yet their heart, filled with joy, gave not only in what they could give, but they gave more than they should give. And not only that, but in, if they begged... I would imagine that they were like, no, you don't have to give this much. Somebody probably said, you don't have to give this much. And they went, no, please take this and give it to the ministry for the saints. Now, does that even make logical sense to the world today? Not close. Verse 5. Nor was this gift of theirs merely the contribution that we expected. But first they gave themselves to the Lord and to us as his agents by the will of God. This is what we did had earlier tonight. We had a giving of ourselves. We had a giving of ourselves. This is beautiful that this is falling right here. Entirely disregarding their personal interest. Look at this. Entirely disregarding their personal interest. If I got up here and I preached a message on entirely disregarding your personal interest, how many people do you think would actually listen to me? Well, I might get some amens. But how many of us would let it change us? Very few, I can promise. But yet, this is what this church did. And, and Paul is showing that this is a heart of God that they're doing. Entirely disregarding their personal interests. That means giving up their personal interests. The things they like to do. The things they want to do. What were they giving it up for? For the ministry. Realizing that this time we have on the earth is short. It's time to get about the Father's business. We'll be rewarded later. But right now, let me give everything that I am. Because there's somebody right now that can be saved and not go to hell for eternity that needs my contribution. Be it money, resources, time. It it needs to be all of that, but also just obedience. Obedience. All right, Lord, yes, I won't do that. I'll do what you say. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. They gave as much as they possibly could, having put themselves at our disposal to be directed by the will of God. That means when Paul was there having meetings, Here's what that means. When Paul was there having meetings, they were showing up just at the disposal of Paul saying, how can we help? That's amazing. How many of us have ever seen that happen on a regular basis? That's weird. Like, we don't see that. But yet this is the heartbeat of God. This church is amazing. So much so that we have urged Titus that as he began it, he should also complete this beneficent and gracious contribution among you, the church at Corinth. 
Now, as you abound and excel. In other words, they took this and they're like, this is something that needs to happen. This was the Holy Spirit moving on a whole church to be different. Even though they were in deep poverty, the Lord was telling them, you can come out of poverty by changing your heart. He says, now as you abound and excel and are at the front in everything, in faith, he's talking to the church at Corinth, right? And now that as you abound in everything, in other words, you, the church at Corinth, man, you've grown up into these levels in expressing yourself in knowledge, in all zeal, and in your love for us, see to it that you come to the front now and abound and excel in this gracious work of almsgiving also. In other, in other words, Corinth, you've grown up into this, but I'm telling you now, take your example from this church that used to be in deep poverty and come to the front with the same heart that says, Lord, I'm at your disposal in everything that I have. In my life, in my finances, in my abilities. He says, I give this not as an order to dictate to you, but to prove by pointing out the zeal of others and the sincerity of your own love also. In other words, I know you're a loving church. Prove it. I'm not saying that you have to. I'm not making you. You're not under compulsion to do this. But basically, Corinth, be who you say that you are. Verse 9. For you are becoming progressively acquainted and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That means the power and the love of God. You are becoming so well acquainted with this grace. His kindness, His gracious generosity, His undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. In that, though He was so very rich, for yet for your sakes He became so very poor, in order that by His poverty you might become enriched, abundantly supplied. This is in the King James where it says, you know, he was made poor so that you might uh, become rich, right? Now, let me just ask you a question in context. In context of this passage, he's going on and he's saying, listen, church at Corinth, Jesus, if you will apply this, Jesus became poor so that you might be rich. What kind of rich is he talking about? Is he talking just spiritual here? I mean, everything he's been talking about has been basically money. And people will take this and they'll say, well, he wasn't talking about money there. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. He was talking about more as well. And when we're rich and wealthy in God, uh, finances is just a piece of that. You know, there's a whole lot of people who are rich in finances, but they're very poor in life. And, and the wealth of God is not just finances. That's just a part of it. It's like a present inside of the present. But in this context, he's saying that Christ was made poor financially. And so he, he's saying, look, 
Let me read this again. He said, For you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, His kindness and His gracious generosity, His undeserved favor and spiritual blessing, in that though He was so very rich, yet for your sakes He became so very poor, in order that by His poverty you might become enriched, abundantly supplied. Abundantly supplied. And then the next part is, verse 10, just the front of it, it says, It is then my counsel and my opinion in this matter that I give you when I say, it is profitable and fitting for you now to complete the enterprise. In other words, he's saying, I'm giving this to you because it'll profit you. It'll benefit you. When we give, we have to understand, it's not about how much we give. It's about our heart. How much is important when it's obedience to the Lord, in other words, if he tells you to give $10 and you're like, oh, here's a dollar, then how much is important? But what's the difference between the two? The difference between the two is our heart. It's the heart issue of it, to be obedient. We have to understand that Jesus did become poor. He was not poor in all of his life. He was only poor when he got to the cross. But in that moment, he became poor so that, why? What does this word say? So that you might be rich financially. Why? Because you go on to the very next chapter, and that's where it says, I want you to have abundance for every good work. In other words, he became poor so that abundance can come to you, so that you can then take that abundance and you can supply the ministry of the kingdom. He didn't want to leave them in poverty. He wanted the ample supply, especially to come to people who's had a heart of love like that. Because he knew they would do what needed to be done. They would not spend it on their personal interest. They would spend it on the kingdom that actually has an eternal value, not just 70-year value. He knew that. And that's why he says, get your heart right, and all of a sudden I can take you to new places, and I can bring you abundance. But in the middle of that also, he doesn't mind you having things. He wants to overflow. It's kind of like this. There's scriptures that say, doesn't the ox uh, get to eat some of the corn that he treads out, right? Doesn't he get to you know, eat some of that? In other words, we get to be beneficiaries of the overflow in those finances as well. It's not just all for the kingdom. Part of the kingdom is you. You are part of the kingdom and he wants to bless you as well. He wants to bless you and he wants to bless through you. But he can't do either one of those if you don't move into that place. That's what Paul's getting at. And I told you the other week in, in the blessings of God in Deuteronomy 28, he says, I called you to be the lender and not the borrower. You can't be the lender if you're not in overflow. If you don't have abundance, what is there to lend? I mean, if I'm just right here, you know, barely holding my nose above water... and then all of a sudden, what am I going to lend to somebody when they go, hey, hey, Brian, can I borrow $100? I'm like, with what? Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> you know, I, that's not going to work. 
And so, you know, here's the thing. Every single one of us, I would say, for the most part, has felt times where the pinch of finances has been in our lives. Some of us, maybe not as much now, but here's the promise. God is not a respecter of persons. If he'd pull out that church of Macedonia up to another level, he'll pull you out. If he'd pull out the church at Corinth to another level, he'll pull you out. If he'll pull Boomerang up to another level, he'll pull you up. He'll pull you up. He'll pull you up. Why? Because he's a savior. That's his character and his nature. We talked about the other night. It's not that God needs finances. We need to be givers because that's the way that God set up as holy. And it's not the amount. It's the obedience. A lot of people, they want to make it about the amount. It's just obedience. What has he said to give? If it's a penny, awesome. If tonight, it's just an envelope. That's why we give an envelope to every person when they walk in the door. If anybody needs an envelope, raise your hand. They'll bring you an envelope right now. Glory to God. Amen. Get every one of them an envelope. We're giving this to you. Now, this thing, once you have it, it's yours. You can throw it away. You can write on it. You can put it in your Bible and let it get crinkled up. Or you can give it back and it won't cost us money to print another one. And that can begin the seed process in your life. Let's say that even, let's say that that was talking about being spiritually rich. He was made spiritually poor so that we would be spiritually rich. Well, then all you do is you go over to 3 John and you go to verse 2, chapter 1, verse 2, and it says, Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So even if it meant spiritually rich, when my soul prospers, all of a sudden, I'm, the, the heartbeat of the Lord is for me to prosper and be in health. That's the physical blessings of God as my spiritual uh, soul prospers as well. The Lord wants you to move in abundance. You can go look at that in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Go look at that. He wants abundance for every good work. So as you give tonight, just close your eyes for a second. No pressure whatsoever. I really could care less what's in there. I want it to be whatever God tells you that it should be. So what is it? Little, big makes no difference to me. I just want obedience. Why? Because if you're obedient, then God will bless it. So Lord, we just ask you right now, what would you have us to give? You know what we have. You know what we have in our ability and what we don't have in our ability. Father, we just praise you for it. We thank you that we get to be a partner. And like them at the heart, the heart that the church of Macedonia had, Lord, we, we want to be a partner in you advancing the kingdom to help save people from spending eternity without you. We want to be a part of that. Father, we praise you, we love you, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Father, right now, I just declare everything that everybody gives, we receive it on your behalf. Father, let it be according to your word. Multiplied seed. An exponentially multiplied harvest. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto their bosom. 
Lord, we give not just under pressure at all. As a matter of fact, if you feel under pressure, please actually don't give. Don't do that. That's how little pressure we're trying to put on that. But Lord, we get to serve and honor you and to give on your behalf. Lord, we, it's a part of our worship. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can bring your offering forward. you and worship you. <laughs> Glory of God, get them. Sick them, Lord, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Y'all ready for some gifts? Yeah! Amen. We're going to say goodbye to the live stream. We love you. Thank you for joining us tonight. We hope you had a great night and we're blessed by it. Uh, you're welcome to give there too. There's a link if you want to do that. In Jesus' name, we bless it. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye. All right, let's get those gifts.